Hey, Danny, Taylor, Jose, what's up, fellas? Uh, this is Pau Gasol here. I just want to say hi to everyone and welcome back to With the First Pick NBA podcast. With the first pick in the NBA draft. Welcome to With the First Pick podcast. Danny here along with Taylor and Jose. Fellas, good evening. How are you all doing? Doing well. Besides that anticlimactic uh, trade deadline we just had. I mean, <laughs> trade deadline was fantastic. We, we had some action. We had some action. Come yeah, on. Come we on. Had, come on, Jose. We've had worse ones. And we're doing great out here on the West Coast because the Pac 12 and Gonzaga are just running this NCAA tournament. So it's just been, it's been good. I was refreshing Woj's Twitter and Shams, and there was like barely any action today. Who, who got traded last? You don't even know who got traded last year, Jose. <laughs> we could, I mean, like this is a good year. We got some good guys going up. Going, we can talk about it later. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But it's some of the similar guys, right? It was like Oladipo, Drummond. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about them all over yeah. again. That was the last deadline, but we had some familiar names this deadline. Our rundown for today's show. Uh, we're going to cover some NBA news. We're going to jump into our pickums, and then we are going to react to the NBA trade deadline. It just happened today, so it's fresh in our mind. So we're going to talk about each of these sort of major trades that happened today. We're not going to be able to cover them all, but we'll talk about the major ones and also discuss what that means for the teams that were involved. So, fellas, let's get to it. Let's start with some NBA news. Unfortunately, guys, we are starting off with some sad news. A Laker great Hall of Famer Elgin Baylor passed away earlier this week. We've talked about Elgin Baylor here in a number of our podcasts, just in terms of uh, the no ring team draft we did. Um, and even the Lakers, we, we talked about his impact uh, just as a basketball player. And, you know, there's so much things to enjoy about him. You know, everywhere, everyone you talk to, everyone talks about how much of a great guy he was. He was, you know, the first guy to kind of play above the rim and to hang in the air and kind of bring in that that style of basketball uh, that we love uh, with the Lakers. You know, unfortunately, he was not able to win a ring. He was a part of that 71 72 team that had that the 33 game win streak. But nine games into that season, I believe he decided to retire. That's why he was part of that no ring team draft. Um, and the Lakers eventually went on to win that. But, you know, we, we appreciate that even him when that season started, he was willing to admit like, hey, I can't go. I don't want to make the team worse. I'm going to leave. And we're not going to get too much into his story, but just a lot of what he went through as a basketball player uh, with the civil rights movement, segregation, um, and just what he meant to the Lakers franchise. He was a guy that served as a bridge of getting, you know, the Minneapolis Lakers here to Los Angeles. And so, yeah, I, I guess my my most vivid memory is when he got his uh, Staples Center statue here, um, and to see the other greats like Shaq, Kobe, Kareem, Magic, uh, Jerry West were all there, and a number of other greats, and how just everyone spoke so highly of him, especially Jerry West as his like partner, um, where Jerry West was in tears just talking about how much Elgin Baylor meant to him. So that's that's something that I'll always kind of you know cherish. Um, so yeah, guys, sad news. Uh, we lost a great 
but we can we can celebrate what he meant, you know, for the game of basketball. Yeah, he was one of the probably the first great wing, you know, one um, that we that we've had in the league. I remember, uh, I think he's the one who was like in his prime and he was like serving our country um, in the yeah. military too, right? Yeah, crazy. He was doing that and playing basketball games on the weekend, so and still putting up great numbers. Yeah, one of the greats. We're gonna miss him. So well said, Danny. Well, fellas, some some more unfortunate news, and obviously this is not at the level that we just talked about with Elgin, uh, but LaMelo and LeBron have suffered injuries. LaMelo has a fractured wrist, and so initially there was thoughts that he would be out for the season, but they were seeking second opinions. Apparently, they're going to wait four weeks and reevaluate it at that point. You know, they're, they're hoping possibly to get him for a playoff push. We don't know how feasible that's going to be. Uh, but Lamelo's out, and then LeBron has a high ankle sprain. It was uh, for us Laker fans, um, you know, our hearts dropped when we saw LeBron go down. But apparently, this injury could take four to six weeks to sort of heal. And you know, you know, the progression might be—it's it, uncertain about how long it's going to take. So, two injuries to two players who were really helping their teams, you know, go on a roll here. What do you all think about Lamelo and LeBron and their injuries? Sorry, I'm just focused on LeBron's injury as a Laker fan. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't have time to LeBron, think about Lamelo. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like LeBron better be in his hyper something chamber, 24 hours a day, like just living there. He, he, he needs to live there for the next like four weeks. They got them all like what they got. They have all those memes like they're like Goku and Vegeta, right? They're all like you know <laughs> they got all the masks on. They're trying to gear up and yeah. like rest up here. For the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the hope, right? That the Lakers can stay afloat. But it's just a bummer because it's fun to watch LeBron. We thought he was going to make an MVP push here, and now he's not, right? And so that's a little bit frustrating. And then LaMelo, he was like the unanimous rookie of the year. One of the most exciting guys, and he's out. It's like, man, I think maybe he'll still win rookie of the year, but it would be nice to see him, especially if they were going to make the playoffs. It would have been really fun to see them in a playoff series with him. So... Hopefully they come back and hopefully they're healthy, but it, it's a bummer when, you know, the, some of the most exciting guys get hurt. It's not, not a fun week. Yeah. Charlotte is the four seed. Like they, they're still in it. I mean, they're still they're only one game over 500, but they're still in it. So he still can come back. I think if he, if they make the playoffs. Yeah. We'll just say this, uh, LaMelo, LaMelo's injury hurts the Hornets less than LeBron's injury hurts the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers are in second, but we are about to take a free fall. I mean, there's conversations whether the Lakers are probably, hopefully, going to even be in the play-in. So, uh, yeah, as Laker fans, we are definitely uh, concerned. And, and we, we talked about this even when we did our midseason uh, picks for the awards, how the Lakers, I believe, had the, the fifth toughest schedule. So it's not a... It's not a good thing right now. You know, all of us are yeah. just like, come on, AD, get back. We need you know, they got yeah. the Cavs and the Magic next. Hopefully they can get one of those, yeah. maybe two yeah, of those. Yeah. Okay. And then, then, and then, then it, does, it does get tough. Yeah, it gets like the Bucks, <laughs> the, you know, the Clippers, like Heat, Nets, you know, yeah, Knicks. Yeah, Danny, you, 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 you said the Lakers were second. That was like before LeBron. That's when LeBron got that's in. Before, yeah, we're that's now, when LeBron got in. Yeah. We're, we're now fourth. So. All right. See? <laughs> yeah. Like every, every three days or so, we're dropping in hey, the you guys, here. you guys made fun of me for having the under on the Lakers. Remember? I had him first in the under, and here I go. I'm, you know, I think I'm going to get the under here. I feel really confident. <laughs> Mate, yeah, I, think, I think you're right. Making I mean, come back. But our, our Lakers overpick was really good after the first two months, right? Like, Yeah, no, it, was, it was looking it good. Was. 
So yeah, we're we're a little worried <laughs> with what's gonna happen. No, I was gonna say they're gonna play like the Kings in the playing game. That'll be fun. You know, Luke Walden, you know, like he's gonna destroy LeBron's legacy here. Oh, uh, let's hope not. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think the biggest loss is just saying, you know, two guys that are really electric, the way that they uh kind of are floor generals. I think that's a bummer. But yeah, we we do hope that LaMelo and LeBron are able to get back uh to the court as soon as possible and hopefully in time for the playoffs so they can kind of help their teams with their runs i want to now you know pivot to some positive news there's a lot of uh news coming out of the nba in terms of vaccinations and them occurring there's been a lot of news how uh, different teams in different states have been able to get access to the vaccines because luckily there there's a surplus and uh different states are a different part of the process in terms of uh, getting to players and so that's been happening and that's been rolling out so a lot more players have been able to get access and along with that one of the things that the nba has come out and said is that players who are vaccinated are able to kind of have a little bit more freedom in terms of uh, some of the covid protocols so they are able to do things like eat out with others <laughs> hang out in places so a lot more freedom in terms of uh, lessening the restrictions for those that are vaccinated. Uh, so hopefully, you know, a lot of that is continuing on here in the next few weeks. And, and you know, who knows, maybe by playoffs, there might even be some fans, because I think even in the general population, there are things that are opening up more and the vaccine is becoming more widely available. Uh, I think today at Staples Center, which is one of the more safe uh, locations and counties when it comes to COVID here down in L.A. County, uh, the Lakers were allowed to have 50 fans in the stands. So. Some players uh, and their families were able to actually attend the game. So that's the first time there's been people at Staples Center. Watch, so, Lake, watch Lakers get killed by the Sixers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, there, so, so there's, pro, there's progress. There's progress. Yeah. Right? Where's LeBron? Where's Anthony Davis? Where are these guys? Where, I, I, didn't say we, I, I didn't say it was a I told you. To Le, Le, AD's there. LeBron's in his chamber. He's not He's not going to these games. He's in his chamber. He's going to stay there for the No, he didn't. He go on the road trip or no? Yeah. He went, like, he, he, went to he, the, he went to the Suns game for some they reason. They sent him in a lot to them. Yeah. The team said, hey, LeBron's here. He's with us. Uh, maybe Danny, you know what? We made fun of your Frank Vogel coach of the year, but maybe he can make a run here now that he, if <laughs> they start, not. if they go on a big stretch happen. here, e- even he, I don't believe that. Even, <laughs> even I don't believe that. But thanks. Yeah, maybe not. Appreciate yeah, the thought. Yeah. Hey, no, but Danny, it's great. As I hope all the players get it. Like, and everyone, hopefully everyone starts getting it and, you know, restrictions and those numbers keep going down and people feel more comfortable. Jose, we were joking about all the COVID PTSD earlier. Uh, it's going to be a real thing. COVID PTSD. Real thing. All, yeah. real. all of us, I think for the first time last week, it sounds like all of us dined in uh, for the first <laughs> time in like a year and a half. Yeah, no, we did. Don't put us on blast like that, Danny. Come on. We didn't do any of that stuff. I've been dining in for like three months already. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, at least Taylor and I, I mean, yeah, that was we, my we first playing time. more Just safe. Too. <laughs> yeah, you all can you all can judge Jose as much. As yeah, you want I don't here. know how you're supposed to feel about it. You go in there yeah, and you weird. sit, and no one can be anywhere close to you. And I still don't know how you get the virus. Like, if you touch the table and I touch it, can I get it? If it's all airborne, like I still don't know all the rules. But I'm just like, oh, if they say it's okay, like I, I think I'm okay. <laughs> so yeah, you know? I saw I saw a uh, a commercial today for Lysol, and they were talking about how Lysol is being used right now for like everything. And there in the ad, there was like a movie theater. And a like a father and a daughter going to the movies with masks on, 
but then they have popcorn with their mask and i'm just like how does this happen like is that safe <laughs> like can you even be eating popcorn yeah so a lot of these things i think uh we're, we're still sort of adjust <laughs> it's going to be an adjustment to know what normal life looks like kind of post-covid Look, right so free, free breakfast at these hotels if you stay at a hotel and get a free breakfast like things like that it's just you just go in. It's all like prepackaged stuff. They just they these hotels are probably saving a bunch of money. They could just probably buy all these muffins and all these things, and then it's like, oh, cool, we got this stuff, and then they just gotta <laughs> watch you. I don't know, but we take a lot of that stuff back for the kids for lunches for the week. Although, so I guess I, I don't know how I should feel guilty about that. But I'll be like, oh, are, are are you in a hotel right now, Taylor? No, no, no. I stayed at a hotel like that, and then we was like, "Oh, we'll, we'll take like six muffins." I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know if I should feel guilty about this stuff. I, I probably shouldn't talk about it. I took yeah, more than I should. Feel don't feel guilty, Taylor. Okay. You're taking your money guilty. elsewhere. It's you know, extra yeah. orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and congratulations, Taylor! Finally sold your house. So, congrats yes. on that. Knock Moving on forward. wood. It just yeah. Knock on wood. Everything just goes well, and you know we're we're gonna get beds soon. So <laughs> that's that's the hope. That's nice. That's nice. All right, fellas. Well, let's move on to one of our favorite segments of the pod, our NBA Pick'ems. Game. Blouses. Fellas, we have a new leader here in our standings, and that leader is me. I am now 20 and 16. Look, I went with Jose on most of my picks last week, so I, I, I owe Jose here. Taylor is now 19 and 17. And Jose is 17 and 19. But Taylor, Jose went 3 and 0 last week. Jose went 3 and 0. I went 2 and 1. Taylor went 1 and 2. Jose, how do you feel coming off your first 3 and 0 week? I'm going to stop right here, guys. <laughs> yeah. I was going to take my 3 and 0. I was going to, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. No more picking games. I'm just kidding. It's a great week, Jose. It was a great week. I'm really proud of you. You, you, just, you had some good insights. You made some good picks last week. Good job. I voted. I, I, I picked against the Lakers last week, and I, that, that was hard for me, but, I mean, you know LeBron was going to get hurt. Who would have so. known? Yeah, we didn't know. We, we were, yeah, I only picked the, I only picked them because you guys made me mad about picking the Thunder, so I got lucky. Like I got lucky you guys made me mad last week. So I, I'm just happy that that loss to the Thunder like hurt like triply for you. <laughs> Not only was it a Rockets loss, it was a Rockets loss to the Thunder, and it was a loss in pickups. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and that, the Thunder didn't have Al Horford or Shake Gilgis Alexander. Like they didn't, they didn't have either of those guys. And the Rockets still found a way to lose. And the last minute was an absolute atrocious, like you know, Oladipo pulling up from forty feet, like on like a fast break. John Wall just getting blocked by Dort, and then not even doing the pick and roll. Uh, anyway, we don't talk about it. Nobody cares. But yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> Well, if anything, it might get worse here coming soon, Taylor. So just brace (laughs) yourself. All right. But all of our games are going to be on Monday. The reason for that is because today we we intentionally recorded our podcast uh, here on Thursday uh, in light of the trade deadline. So in terms of us kind of with our schedule, we had to pick our pick-em games for Monday. So our first game, our marquee game on Monday, is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks at the Clippers. Bucks at Clippers. Let's go with you first, Taylor. Who do you take here? Bucks at Clippers. Yeah, I mean, I don't love the way the Clippers have been playing lately. I don't know that they've been awful. They've been in and off. I know Kawhi. I think he was. Was he out today or tomorrow? I think he's he out was today, out today. Right? Yeah, he was, um, he was out today. Yeah, I don't know. Like, so the Bucks. They got PJ Tucker now. So, give me the Bucks here on the road. I like the way they've been playing a little bit. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Taylor here. I mean, the Bucks have the the longest winning streak right now. They've won eight games in a row, and hoping that continues. I feel like uh, the Clippers are still gonna figure themselves out now that they're gonna also integrate Ray John Rondo. Serge Ibaka's been hurt, so that he hasn't been playing for the past like four or five games. So yeah, give me Milwaukee here. Okay, so you all both taking Milwaukee. You're you know. <laughs> no i mean it is and it's the first game on a road trip for them you know what i'm gonna go opposite I'm, I'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick the clippers i do think that usually in games like this when it's more of a marquee game for some reason the clippers decide to like play <laughs> better and usually when it's when it's kind of against these other teams that the clippers should be beating they don't do too well uh, but I think for this game, I think the Clippers will be up for it. And so I'm going to take the Clippers here against the Bucks. You use all their energy in this game because they got the Lakers the, the next game after that. So <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> you can sit out Giannis the next game for sure. Okay, our next matchup here. Two teams that are sort of still in it in the West. Both young teams, competitive teams, feisty teams. We have the Sacramento Kings at the San Antonio Spurs. Kings at Spurs. Let's go with you first, Jose, here. Who are you taking? I feel like every time I go with the Kings, they, it always fails me. Like, I, I, I want to root for them really bad. Man. But De'Aaron Fox has been playing so well. Um, let me take the Kings. Oh, man. I feel like I, I, I don't want to go. I feel like San Antonio's always so consistent as well. But I'll, I'll take Sacramento in this one. They need it okay. more. Oh, yeah, I hear you on that. I just I don't trust I don't trust Luke Walton, <laughs> and I particularly don't trust Luke Walton on the road. Uh, and the Spurs, you know, now that they're getting some of their guys back, you know, a lot of the guys had COVID. DeRozan had you know the death of his father. There, there's been so many things that the Spurs have been sort of facing. But I think for the first time in a while, they have some stability here uh, as they sort of rev up for the second half of the season. So I like their chances here, and I think the Spurs need to get wins wherever they can to kind of keep themselves in the playoff hunt. So I'm going to take the Spurs here against the Kings. Taylor. Man, it's a tough one, I feel like. I mean, not that tough, but I want to go both ways. I'm with Jose. The, the Kings have been playing a lot better than the Spurs, like in the last few games. I think the Spurs have lost like four in a row. And the Kings, like De'Aaron Fox, is probably is probably going to be the player of the week this week. Just with, like, what, 30, 40 points every game. He's just been awesome. But Spurs at home. No, give me the Kings. The Kings are going to win this one. I'm going to pick the Kings. Jose's red hot. I'm, I'm running. I'm going to ride the Jose train here. All and right. uh, let's give him the Kings. That's too much pressure yeah. on me, guys. They're going to win. They're going to win. All right, so I'm going to do this next matchup first. We have the Pelicans at the Celtics. Man, the Celtics have been so bad. <laughs> oh, wow. Man, you know what? I will take the Pelicans. There's something just off about the Celtics. Maybe with these trades that just happened, things will kind of go back into the way they should be. But Tatum has been out of sorts after coming back from COVID. He just doesn't look like the same player um and i think the pelicans have been playing pretty okay i mean i, I don't like their coaching <laughs> and what that looks like for their team but i i do think uh the pels uh just have more fight in them i, I just i don't like the way the celtics are playing so i'm, I'm gonna take the pelicans here yeah and i don't like picking against you every every game here but i've picked two road teams and so i, I feel like you gotta pick one home team 
maybe Evan Fournier is just gonna light it up. Maybe he's like the difference maker. You know, Robert uh, Williams will be getting all these minutes here. Now they that, better hope so. You know, they better hope so. Gone. Give me the Celtics play. They had a good game against the Bucks recently, even though they lost. I'm gonna take the Celtics. I'm gonna go with the Celtics at home. I don't feel good about any of my picks here. Any, all three of them. So hopefully, I can get two of them here, and we can tie it up, Danny, and get back to even. So give me the Celtics. Um, this is probably the one that I was thinking about Celtics before, so I would have taken them. So yeah, give me Celtics. Jose. Like Jose, you can't go. You can't go. You can't go with all me, and then it's just literally just me and you against Danny, right? Either we're gonna either we're gonna go all three together, or you're gonna join Danny on something. But I really, I really think Boston's gonna win. Let's do it then. Danny's the going three. Danny's due for an zero three week. (laughs) I mean, I I just feel like Boston has to turn. They have they have to turn it around sometime, right? So yeah, they got they got. It's a big game. I mean, they're at home. Like, why can't they win a home game? NBA TV, a Zion game. Uh, You know, they got. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna go Boston here. All right. All right, Jose, you and me all the way. We just we just faded Danny all week, every game. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll see how it goes. But this could either be really bad for me or really good. So I, I we'll have to tune in next week to find out. I'm excited to see these games are tough. I think a lot of these are, are toss ups. So not the easiest of match matchups this week. But uh, you know we we gotta pick difficult ones sometimes. So we'll we'll see how this goes, fellas. All right, well let's get into our reactions to the trades that happened today the nba trade deadline was today and as much as we want to say there wasn't a lot of action i think in comparison to to previous years um it was pretty significant fellas i i want to start off with talking about a team because we're going to sort of delve into three different trades that this team made but I want to kind of take a step back and, and, and kind of look at the, the, the bigger picture here for this franchise. The Orlando Magic was very active today. What do you all think about what the Magic did today? I mean, I feel like we've, we've been waiting for them to do this. Like We, should we talked like, about it, yeah. And, Didn't we talk about it, yeah. No, I feel like in 2019, we were saying, yeah, they should blow it up. 2018, we were saying they should blow it up. I, I, we said it last year, too. I feel like now they're finally blow, blowing it up. And, um, well, it's funny. Like, there's like people are saying like they're rebuilding. It's like, well, what are they rebuilding? <laughs> like, like, yeah. There's nothing there to rebuild. They're rebuilding they're the rebuild. Pe- <laughs> yeah, they're just shuffling pieces around on the yeah. on the chessboard here. They're not really rebuilding anything. They're at the ground floor <laughs> still. And so now they're fully rebuilding. I. It's tough though because they're re- they're they're rebuilding around their young prospects who are coming off injuries. I think like yeah. a team like okay. A team like OKC, you were building off Shea and Lou Dor. These guys are, I mean, Shea has an injury now. But, like, you're rebuilding off Markel Fultz, who has a season-ending injury. You have Jonathan Isaac, who has a season-ending injury. I mean, at least you're also adding Wendell Carter to that core. Yeah, but he's, he always gets he, hurt, He's too. had injuries, yeah, too. He's, yeah. yeah, he's had injuries. <laughs> and, and Mo Bamba's had injuries, too. So, like, those are your guys. But at least I, I, I'm hoping they got, they. I think they keep their own pick this year. So, they're going to probably be a top four pick and i think they get chicago's pick as well no it'll probably be like like what a top 10 pick it won't be top four yeah unless i mean it could be and i don't unless they just keep losing but they yeah they got some ground to catch up well for sure the plans to keep losing here (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i mean they they had the fourth worst record right now so oh they do okay that's good that's good let's go yeah so they're not that's probably not going to get any better yeah and and I, i do think today what was pretty significant is there was a lot of conversation that 
and we'll get to this in a second, but like Aaron Gordon and Fournier might move. I, I don't think they were as sure about Vucevic moving. Yeah. The first one to go was Vucevic. So I think that, you know, they got yeah. a, a trade offer that they couldn't like let go. And so once they did that, they're like, all right, <laughs> like, like the decision's yeah. almost made made for us. You know, we got to blow this thing. Yeah, yeah, but still, I mean, like, yeah. is that even a good trade for him? I don't even know yeah. if that is a great trade. They got a few. Picks I feel, I feel like w- once once your best player is off is is gone, it's like, all right, we're just gonna let go of everyone else. And I think, I mean, they were trying to trade Vucevic. I think you remember when they drafted Mo Bamba like two years ago, they were thought that Vucevic was gonna be gone, and now that he. He's gone. I feel like now Orlando can finally figure out who they are. I feel like Orlando's always been a team that had good players that just never fit each other. And now they could finally figure out what kind of team they want to be. So what yeah, I, but they I, need I, guys I, like Vucevic. Like, what are they going to They just yeah, trade their yeah. all-star. I mean, like, it's, talking, it's not easy to find a guy like that. I, I, yeah, yeah but I feel like little... they, have, they have a different timeline, though, than these other guys. So I agree. My worry for them a little bit is to what you said earlier, Jose, where... I feel like they're almost starting this rebuild with some like failed projects, like failed lottery picks yeah. from other teams and even their own. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, like, yeah, Wendell Carter, you know, uh, Isaac, you know, like all of these guys have had injuries, Markel Folds. And so it's great that they're taking a, a chance and being patient with these guys. But I'm just wondering, like, man, are these the right guys you're, you're going to sort of build off? Are these guys going to be like superstars? Are we just kind of going to have a rebuild what we did last time with like Vucevic and Aaron Gordon, where these guys are solid, but not necessarily the type of players that are going to help elevate your team to where it needs yeah. to be to contend. So I, I, I get a little worried in terms of that where I, yeah. So, so hopefully some of these picks here in the future hit, but I do think all that to say, I do think this was the right move for the Orlando. Oh, really? Here. I do. I do not think it was the right move to get rid of Vucevic. Really? I don't think so at all. He's a good Why? player. Why would you get rid of a good player like that? Like for what? For hopefully getting a player just like him. I just are, don't are know we, what. Like, are you ready to talk about Lodipo yet? No. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, what? There, Vucevic was not the problem in in Orlando, and he brought well, it out every night. Yeah. Well, let's get to Vucevic here. So let's talk about the trade, and then Taylor, I, I want to get your take of why you don't think it's a good trade. So Vucevic finally traded. So here's the trade for Vucevic. The Bulls acquired Vucevic. And Alpha Rucamino for Otto Porter, Wendell Carter Jr., and two first round picks. Those two first round picks are going to be the 2021 and 2023 picks from the Bulls sent to the Magic. So, Taylor, what, what do you think about this trade? Uh, let's talk about first of yeah, the Orlando I mean, side. You don't like it, right? Well, the reason why I don't like I don't like trades when you're the team that's not as excited about who you're getting, right? Like the Bulls should be excited. They got they get to pair Busevic and Levine together and they got two all-stars. So now it's like, hey, I'm excited about the Bulls being a top eight team where we thought they might falter here in the playoff run. But Vucevic is probably going to help them a lot, right? Because, I mean, instead of watching Wendell Carter miss three-pointers all day, you know, you have Vucevic be able to, to do that and stretch and do all those things. For the Magic, it's like, all right, you're just like the Thunder, you're just like the Rockets and all those things like that. You're irrelevant. Uh, hopefully you get a good draft pick and you know you're not going to win for at least a couple years so i mean that's why i don't like it you're just not helping your team you're not you didn't you didn't win the trade you're hoping to win the future i get i mean on our orlando side if if you're trading gordon and fournier vucevic doesn't fit your timeline with these other guys he's he's an older player and i think i i know that taylor doesn't like tanking but i feel like if you're going to do it and you're already there and you're you're already like you're already a bottom four team, 
like go for it. Like if you if you can increase your assets now, especially in this year's draft, which is it's a better draft that's more top heavy. See if you can get there. But they're not getting um, like a top four pick from the Bulls, right? Well, like, they, they, they're, they, they're, no, they're, they're I mean, banking it, on it, 2023. It, yeah. It's top four protected this year, and it's the 2023 draft is what? Uh, is it unprotected? Yeah, that's unprotected. So, uh, that's the one they're banking on. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that. They, they get a prospect in Wendell Carter that they can see, and then they now they get to the tank. Because that's probably what they're gonna do. I mean, they're already losing yeah. when they're trying. Yeah. They're already they're, they're already now losing when they're trying with with, yeah, with Fournier, Gordon, yeah. and uh, Vucevic there. But you know, on the Chicago's, no, I was gonna say I, don't, I mean I don't think trading Gordon and Fournier is as big. But like when you have like a really good player and you just trade him, it's like okay, well it's hard to find really good players in the NBA to yeah. be able to build around. And they could have gotten like a superstar anyway, and then they could have had. All these guys coming back with Vucevic, and then you know you're thinking, hey, you know what? Maybe we can be more competitive. Now it's yeah. I don't think they, but I don't think they were trying to do that. I think, but I do think. No, they weren't. Obviously, they weren't trying to do that. No, but but here's the thing: I don't think they were too far from your thinking because they they were they were content about bringing Vucevic back, but I I don't think they were expecting to actually trade Vucevic. I think that's what kind of shifted this morning when they actually got an offer for Vucevic that they like. Then. Yeah. Like what Jose said, like, all right, we know we want to do yeah. Gordon. We know we want to do Fournier. And we just got like this offer that we think is worth it because we're getting Wendell Carter, who fits our timeline. But and so, we're getting. So, so they got two first and, Wendell, and, and a young prospect. And I think that's yeah. kind of like the. And the, the, and the 2023 the one is that. Yeah. For a star. I just you know, think, right now, I know? think draft picks are overrated. I just think they're like, you just want the player. I don't want the draft pick. I want the player. Yeah. Always, but also, I, it's also understanding. But if Wendell is like, good, if Wendell is good, then yeah. it's yeah, it's not a bad trade. Yeah. But I feel like what the the ceiling with Vucevic in Orlando, right, is probably going to be an under forty win team, even with him there. And I think that's just well, them if they don't that, get anyone else. Yeah, yeah. But what if they but, build but around if, him? If he's the but superstar, they, they, maybe. But, but they've they've tried that for the past three or four years. Yeah, and, and Orlando and Orlando is just not that and not that market, unfortunately. Yeah, but what if they so drafted? They, what if they drafted like yeah, Kid Cunningham? Now, what now, if they get the now first they pick? have to draft. They, they just have to draft better too. So now they just now they're just able to focus on their young guys, and they're able to kind of extend their ceiling a bit and, and kind of raise but it a little bit. They're just going to be irrelevant. They're just going to keep it because they're not going to win next but, year, right? But, but the year but, after, I mean, they could. But it gives them. It, give, it allows them to to just kind of focus and, on the rebuild, though. I mean, and we're and we're going to get to this in a second, but but I do think this is now the way. I think to Jose's point, this is now the way that a lot of especially smaller market teams, where maybe they're not a destination anymore, this is how they're rethinking rebuild. It's it's through the draft. Um, it's yeah. through accumulating assets. I mean, Jay, was it? I think Jose, you sent us the OKC now have. 17 first rounders and 17 second rounders in the next seven years like that's insane but and, that's and guys, that's what they're banking on yeah and no, I mean, they, can't use those, a, they can't use those picks they're gonna yeah. have to trade those picks i know they're gonna yeah, have to sell those you picks. have to trade some yeah. of them but, so, but they'll get some assets with that yeah yeah you can orlando have, is like, a place 15, orlando players. is a place you want a vacation it isn't necessarily a place you, you'd want to live so like uh, i don't know about the stuff behind the scenes like so if free agents are not really gonna go there yeah, what if you but, get a lot of money? You just say, I'm yeah. going to give you the most money. And then but they I, say, I, or what uh, if you draft? I, what if you make a good draft pick? But I mean, I think that's, I mean, even even right now, I mean, but I think this is the path that all the teams are following. I mean, the, the Rockets yeah, are doing the, the same thing. Yeah, it's the wrong path. And these teams, yeah. are, it's not working. What, can you name one team that's really helped? I mean, are there any championship teams that have rebuilt? Maybe there are. I mean, no, obviously there are. Have, have, really? have they? Have they rebuilt, though? When I mean, their best record has been well, like, what, the Nuggets? this year? The Nuggets sort of did through the draft with Jamal Murray and Jokic after Melo. 
yeah. I mean, I guess they made it to the Western Conference Finals. That's true. I mean, they had a good, they had a good year last year. It's just it's it's tough for those markets, is all like, and I think yeah, I mean, it is it. it, it I mean, that's just the reality, I think. And but they can I mean, trade. They have all these. I things mean, they it, trade. It, I I get what you're saying. I th- it's fair for you to disagree. I just think, unfortunately, like it's, this is just it's, it's the Magic didn't get better. Be, the Magic yeah. didn't get better today because the models that you, you're following, Taylor, like those the models of like, hey, stay stay relevant but still be good. And then free agents will come to you. Like that, that happens with teams like the Clippers, right? The Clippers stayed relevant when they lost Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and Paul George and Kawhi came. It happened with like Miami. Yeah, yeah but, but these are like, de- but but, like but those are like teams... desi- those are like but, destination places, you yeah, know? But like the, those like okay, but, but places it, people want to play it, there. But it's not I mean, look at like the Knicks or the Kings or some of these teams where it's like, oh, they tank every year. That's like, oh, they start off small. And then it's just a it's a perpetual cycle of just not being good, and then they don't make the playoffs, you know. So it's like it's hard to get out of that. The Cavs, it's not working for the Cavs, <laughs> you know. Like, and they get all these high draft picks. It's like you just got to get lucky, I guess. And maybe you get. I mean, are the Pelicans? How long have no, they been? It's, up, it, it, it's it's definitely it's definitely like draw the luck, draw like. I mean, the Pelicans had sure good you, draft picks. Sure you they hit had... on your draft picks as well. I mean, yeah, and, Ingram I think, and I think, Zion, and they're still I, like not even a top like eight team. I think you're right. I think I think you're right, and you're saying like, look, there's no guarantees. It's a crapshoot. So why wouldn't you go for the sure thing? But I think that's why there is a fascination of like let's get the much as many assets because then you have more chances of yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, that is yeah. So, but uh, let's yeah. go, let's go to on, on Chicago's end. I mean, pairing Vucevic and um, Zach Levine's. I feel like it, it'll be a good pairing. It was is a pairing that I never really thought would happen. I never thought that oh, Vucevic and Zach Levine would be a good pairing, but it, I think <laughs> yeah, it'll work. Sure. We probably um, guessed it. We said Vucevic should go everywhere in every pod. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, predicted yeah. him getting <laughs> traded somewhere. I mean, now we know because I think we at one point we were thinking that Zach Levine may get traded, but it, this kind of is like a win now move for Billy Donovan and the staff there to say like, hey, Chicago's going to try to contend. I think now they're just going to see if the fit between Markkinen and uh, Vucevic will work. But if it doesn't, then that's something that they could fix in the offseason as well. And that, but, now, yeah. but now they have let, two well, players that they can that they can build around. Let, let me ask you guys this about Chicago. So right now they're currently 10th in the East, right? So they are in the play and they're holding on to that last spot. The East is, is pretty close there from like fourth all the way to like, I don't know, 12th. But all that to say, when you think about what they're constructed as, the Bulls, do you see them going farther than maybe the Magic have gone in the past? Like a first round kind of exit? Like, do you think the Bulls can actually make it past a first round? Good question. I mean, the top three seeds are the Sixers, Bucks, and Nets. Like, do you see the Bulls giving them, you know, a tough matchup? Do we just kind of see them as, you know, Orlando? I guess what I'm asking is, is, is the pairing of Levine and Vucevic, like, that much better than what Vucevic was doing in, in Orlando. What do you all think? I, I, okay. I get what you're saying. Like, is Chicago's supporting cast better than Orlando's supporting cast? Right? It's, I mean, Zach Levine's a better player than he's played with in Orlando this year. I get, I don't think they're going to win a first round series or, or get past it. Because we, we've seen, we've seen Vucevic with Aaron yeah. Gordon and we've also seen Levine with like Towns, right? Like, yeah. What is what is but, this? I look mean, like? Levine is a different player than that Levine three years. It'll ago. be yeah. nice to yeah. see. It'll be nice to see him play together. I have to see him play a game or two, like to see how they mesh. But I, I, I do, I think do that feel Brooklyn, like they could, they could build. Brooklyn yeah, they would could be build the, Brooklyn. Brooklyn will be the team that they might do the best in, even though Brooklyn might be the dang, most dangerous team. But I think because Brooklyn doesn't have that um, big man stopper, like like Philadelphia and Milwaukee does, 
I think they may give trouble to Brooklyn, but I don't still don't think I, I still don't see them beating them. Because I think the Nets might go up, and what I was thinking, I was like, what if they like matched up against the Bucks, like something like that, like yeah, maybe you know, get, they, yeah, they, they like get killed. You think the because you would have you, you'd have Drew Holiday just hounding Zach Levine the whole time, and yeah. uh, we watched the Ma- I mean, the Magic played the Bucks in the first round. They won one game, but I don't think that's gonna yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be similar to that. This team feels more talented, but I'd have to see him play. I'm, it's funny. I forget like who the Bulls have and stuff. Similar, <laughs> those guards. Yeah, I feel have, like I only know. I feel like I only know like five Bulls players. I got to see what else is around them. But they have two pieces they can build around. So if they yeah. have, if they're able to like sign some free agents and work with like Patrick Williams and some of these other guys, like yeah, they can make it. They could definitely make it work. The fact that they kept they they kept the menu also helps their depth and on the wings. So I I know they probably had to do it for salary purposes, but. Yeah, and I do want to give them props. Them. I do want to give them props, maybe uh, to to what you're saying, Taylor, because I think they did the thing that you just remarked, where they could have easily said like, "Hey guys, like we're not having a good season. Our drafts are not turning in. Like Markkinen is not playing how he should. Wendell Carter's not playing how he should. Like Williams is developing. Maybe we should just like tank." <laughs> and they decided to not do that. Right? It's like, no, let's try to win now. We have Levine. Let's let's go get an all star, and that's what they did. So I, I even though they were tenth in the East, I want to give them props that they they're like, all right, let let's just try to get the best player out there that's available, and let's try to make this work. So I think it's on the contrast of of what you just mentioned with Orlando. At least you see the Bulls like, you know, and, and even you know my critique of like, man, are are they that much better than like what we've seen in Orlando in the past, or you know, are they that much better in terms of the East? But hey, like they're trying here. You know, they're gonna make a push and they're gonna try yeah. to be better. So. I do want to, you know, give him props for that. Yeah. Well, then the next Orlando Magic player here, who we felt was going to get traded for maybe several years now, Aaron Gordon, finally traded from Orlando. He's going to the Denver Nuggets, and in return, Orlando has acquired Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, uh, just another young player there, and a first-round pick are going to the Magic for Gordon here. What do you all think about this trade? Like we already talked about it from the Magic side, so yeah, um, that's yeah. good. Yeah, but for Denver side, they needed a replacement for Jeremy Grant, who they lost in the off season. I think that was a big loss for them, and Jeremy Grant's having a really good year. I feel like Aaron Gordon just fits a lot of holes. It's like a Swiss Army knife. He'll have good, some good shooting games, and then he'll have he'll all he'll you could either run a high pick and roll with him and Jokic, or a high pick and roll with Murray and him, just as a rim rim runner. He could play defense. Um, I don't necessarily think he's as a good uh, a defender as some people may say he is, but I feel like he he tries. I feel I compare him to Sean Marion, you know, like just kind of Swiss Army knife. He could do a lot of things, but not probably not as good a defender as Sean Marion. He's going to help them though. Yeah, no, I mean it'd be nice to see how he plays with Jokic. I mean it's probably the best team that he's played on, right, for Gordon. So it'll be great to see, you know, how he integrates and how he looks. Um, I like the move for the Nuggets, right? They wanted to do something. And, you know, the West is wide open if the Lakers are, you know, hurt a little bit or they're wounded. So, you know, good for them. I, I like the move. You know that LeBron uh, AD, like, touchdown pass? It's going to be a Jokic to Aaron Gordon touchdown pass now. When the Jokic gets a rebound, he's going to see Aaron Gordon running. He's going to toss it to him. Yeah, I mean, he could bring the ball up. He can, yeah. you know, we'll see. He can still shoot four for eight from the free throw line. <laughs> um, you know, three for 12, three for 11, some of that, but you know, he can do a lot of things. He can pass, he can defend. So, um, 
I hope he fits. It, it should be. It's a good move for the Nuggets. And the Nuggets, I mean, they can make a run here, right? Make the yeah. top three seed. I think this is a good. I like this for Denver. I mean, Gary Harris. We kind of felt like there, he wasn't. It was just a lot of repetition with guys like Gary Harris in, in this team, and we've talked about that. So yeah, we we talked about the Magic. They they get a, a young player and, and prospect and picks. But Aaron Gordon, I, I do like the fit. I think Aaron Gordon's not going to resort to maybe what he did in Orlando too much, like mid-range jumpers and ISO. You're not going to do that on this team where Jokic runs the offense. And, and I feel like he's going to benefit from Jokic, you know, his passing and maybe cutting to the basket. Like, those are things that I feel Aaron Gordon is going to get a really, you know, a good amount of looks that are easy. And so I think he might look awesome on this team. I, I agree with you, Jose. He's not the, the, you know, like a world beater on defense. But he does bring size, and that's really what they need specifically in matchups against the other teams in the West, whether you're talking about the Lakers or the Clippers and, and even, you know, the Utah Jazz. The switchability and, and the big size and the versatility that Aaron Gordon brings is what you need to compete in the West with some of the top tier teams. And so we talked about the Denver Nuggets with their offseason. We were disappointed. We actually were really disappointed with their offseason. It felt like they didn't do much to get better. So I feel like this does remedy that a bit. So I, I really like the move for, for the Nuggets and you know how they have uh, made a move in terms of their contention here in the West. All right. Last Orlando Magic player here, Evan Fournier. The Magic received Jeff Teague and two second-round picks from the Celtics for Evan Fournier. Teague has been told by the Magic to not report. He's likely going to be waived. Uh, what do you all think about this trade for the Celtics? Well, at least they made a trade, right? Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. something. The, Cel- yeah. the Celtics always being rumored to be involved whenever pulling. Yeah. I think. Wish they would have done more. Yeah. Yeah. I wish the yeah. Celtics would have. You know, it's he's not a bad player. He can get them 15, 20 points a game. You know, he's a good scorer. He's a good player. I mean, he's been with the Magic for so long. I'm sure it's like, it's like, man, Fournier's finally leaving, you know? Um, you get him for two second round picks, which is not that much, but I feel like it, it doesn't change the Celtics trajectory for me, you know? It, yeah, no, for sure. It, I just, I mean, it probably maybe, it maybe helps solidify them because they are kind of dragging their feet and kind of losing ground a bit, but they may win the first round series. I doubt it. Yeah, it doesn't make them a contender. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you all. I mean, they did trade Tice for Mo Wagner, so they did have other moves. But I think when all of us thought about but that, but this, that was a, that was a luxury tax saving move. That wasn't a, a yeah, win. yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Daniel Tice is like their best, their be, their best center. They did that so they could get under the luxury tax. So it's kind of like, hey, let's make one move to help our team win, but let's also make another move that'll hurt our team just so we could save money. So it's kind of weird. Well, I- I, I will say that I I feel like Williams is probably their best center center so I like it or from best that potential yeah, yeah best potential best, I, yeah, pot- potential, potential wise yeah. yeah yeah he shows I, I like he shows him. pretty well yeah but all that to say I agree with you I think uh, when we thought about their their huge exception that they had and and even some of their trade assets in terms of their picks we felt they were going to get maybe a bigger name and Fournier does help but I do think. To, to both of what you're saying, I, I don't think the Celtics issue in terms of how they've been struggling is necessarily uh, solved by, by Fournier. And maybe it can be solved. Maybe it's just something they got to figure out. So, you know, I, I don't mind Fournier coming into the fold. I just don't necessarily feel like it was the splash that I was sort of expecting from the Celtics. In my mind, it's like, all right, the Celtics, no way they're going to let this trade deadline go by and not do something like huge. And 
not do something big. So when I hear like Chicago, who's like, yo, like we're going for it. Let's get Vucevic. Like that's the type of stuff that I would want. Yeah. Why couldn't the Celtics like, get Vucevic? Yeah. 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 Why couldn't they get no, Harrison Barnes? We talked about that last week. You or know, even like about... Aaron Gordon or even Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Like, Jeremy uh, Grant. Yeah. We talked about him maybe just so f- they got nobody. So f- yeah. Yeah. So for the Celtics to get kind of like the third kind of string guy here from the magic when the magic were having like a freaking yard sale with all their ass like players. Uh, I don't know. I just don't think that uh, I'm a fan here of, of what they did. Maybe they think they're going to get a center in the buyouts. Getting rid of yeah. ice. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Wait, 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 Simmons to didn't complain you... about this in his podcast, though. So. Yeah, they they were saying Drummond might be a Celtics candidate. Oh, really? What about Javale? He went to the Nuggets, right? He got traded there. Oh, yeah, where did he get traded? Went to the Nuggets. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jose. I know you wanted to come back to LA, so <laughs> oh, man, a little bit of a bummer there. But maybe even Aldridge. I know Aldridge is linked to Miami, but you know that may be a good fit there too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let, let's move on away from the Magic a team that was expected to, to be a seller today. Um, and it didn't, you know, wasn't as eventful as maybe a lot of people th- uh, thought here. Uh, but the Toronto Raptors uh, were sellers today. And one of their, you know, bright spots in, in a very otherwise not so great season has been Norman Powell. Uh, the way he has stepped up, the way he has produced. I think, Taylor, you got him on fantasy. I mean, he's been phenomenal. Uh, in, in the way and how productive he's been for this Toronto Raptors team when a lot of the other guys have been struggling. But, fellas, he was traded to the Trailblazers today. Norman Powell now going to the Blazers for Gary Trent and Rodney Hood, who are coming back to the Raptors. Yeah, I like it for the Blazers. I mean, they got Norman Powell. He's been good. I mean, and look, Gary Trent Jr. is good, too. Like, I mean, but obviously, maybe consistency with him is is maybe the reason why the Blazers wanted to trade him. But Powell's just been awesome. I mean, he can, he's been scoring like it feels like he scores between like twenty and forty points every night, making a, you know shooting the ball lights out. And so now they just got another shooter with Dame and CJ. And you know if they got great shooters and he can defend and you know he's you know you know he plays tough. I like it, and you know I don't hate it for the Raptors. You know the Raptors got a few guys. They probably weren't going to re-sign Powell, so. I like it more for the Blazers if I know ahead of time that they're going to re-sign Norman Powell, you know? Sure. But I, f- I feel like on the Raptors' end, to get a guy like Gary Trent Jr., who played admirably in replacement of CJ McCollum during his time when CJ's out with his injury, he could play defense, can really hit the three. I think his timeline fits more with the guys like Pascal and um, OG Ananobi, like those guys. I do think, though, like Norman Powell, can. I, th- I feel like he has more switchability as a as a bigger wing maybe like he can guard threes i feel like gary Trent jr is more of a guy who's kind of pigeonholed to guarding the a point guards shooting guards so maybe that's where um it's a little different di- little difference between those players but norman Powell can just erupt though like i mean dame and cj can erupt but norman Powell can erupt too so to have uh, three guys that could do that that's really that's gonna be really good for even mellow you know mellow can erupt. they got their whole team yeah. they can they can just score yeah. in bunches yeah mellow was doing that tonight versus the heat no, yeah, I, I agree with both of you. I, I think Gary Trent was consistent on on defense. I mean, he he played so well in the bubble last year for them. Uh, but I do think Norman Powell, even though he's maybe not as good as on the defensive side of the ball, uh, he does bring more size, and I do think he brings more productivity and efficiency and consistency on the offensive side. 
So I think when you compare both of them, I, I do think Norman Powell is a good pickup here for them. And so, I, I yeah, I, I agree that it's made the Blazers better. And I think with with Toronto in terms of the contracts and things that are that are happening here soon, it's a smart move for them. I, I do think much like what we said about Aaron Gordon, you know, size in a loaded West does matter. So I feel like this is a positive move where the Blazers are trying to position themselves for the playoffs and, you know, getting bigger uh, because I do think in the past they have faced issues with, with not being a big enough team for the jazz or the nuggets or the Lakers or the, the Clippers. So I feel like this helps solve some of those problems. A really good move by them. I think, I think it's solid and I'm really excited to see how Norman Powell fits with them. One of the things that was cool about the Raptors was having the amount of playmakers that they did. It's really cool to see kind of the possibility of the Blazers having that, where if you get Nurkic back and you put Norman Powell into that lineup with the rest of the guys like CJ, Dame, and Melo, it's like, man, yeah, five solid players there that could close, that could all play make. So I like that for them. Uh, they're, they're a dangerous team. So I mean, you're, yeah. you're not even including Robert Covington and Derek Jones Jr. The guy, yeah, those guys yeah. have been pretty good for them too. So yeah, don't want to play them. Yeah, for sure. Taylor, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, sure. Taylor, on a scale of uh, one through ten, when you think about Houston Rocket basketball, how sad are you? How depressed are you? <laughs> it's not a good day for Rockets. It's not a good day for the Rockets. Maybe it'll, it'll lead to better days, but not one of our well, not one of our finer days here at the deadline. All right, so we'll, we'll let Jose give input and me input on, on on the Rockets, but we do want to we do want to talk about what the Rockets are, are maybe doing here and what they're thinking. But wow. Houston Rockets trade Victor Oladipo for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and a draft swap. Uh, the draft swap means nothing, likely, because the Heat are probably going to make the playoffs. So that's sort of out the window. And there's already conversations that they might waive Olynyk and Bradley here. So, yeah, what, what's, what's going on here, Taylor? Can, can you help us think about this move? At least from... from, from Rockets Twitter, you know, Rockets fear. What what's 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 what are the thoughts? What are the feelings here? Yeah, I mean like they're not thrilled. I mean I think the obviously what it looks like is, you know, Kevin Porter Jr., they wanted to to see what how he looks with Wall and with Wood. And I think they there was a great feeling here that Oladipo wasn't coming back. Maybe they did him a solid. They just said, Hey, we'll trade you out here and I mean, the pick swap could be a few, you know, they might be able to swap a little bit, you know, if the Heat and Nets pick is, you know, five spots, maybe they can swap there, but it's really nothing, really. And so it's like, wow, there's they like just no trade. asset. There's no asset given. It was yeah, it's a, just more like, it's almost like they're just doing Oladipo a favor to like go play with the Heat so he can have, you know, a playoff run. And they're saying, hey, we're going to see what we got with Porter Jr. Because obviously they could have tried to do a sign and trade. So they, they probably have their reasons there. Man, um, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, so obviously, if in you know big picture, if you look at what the Rockets did with Harden, it's really they just got a bunch of picks sprinkled through the next like five to six years, five to ten years or whatever, and they're just they gotta hope that the Nets fall apart. You know, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, those guys leave, which is possible, right? And they can just take advantage of those picks. I mean, that's really the only way they could feel comfortable. Otherwise. It's one of the worst trades in NBA history, the hard trade. So Yeah, and I and I appreciate your honesty here, yeah, because <laughs> obviously hindsight is is twenty twenty, but them getting Oladipo now in terms of that hardened trade and, and it sucks to connect them, but they both happened this year. 
So it almost seems like now they're in complete tank mode where maybe they weren't. Yeah, that's ready what we talked about. There. We talked about the Rockets might have tr- they might have been trying to compete. Like that's the only the, that's yeah. that's the only that's literally the only thing that makes sense to me because other than that, I mean, this is this is like yeah. front office malpractice, you know, <laughs> like well, like that's the only practice. They just they uh, got the picks. I mean, they could have had Ben no, Simmons. Look, they obviously didn't want Ben Simmons, so it's no, like but, wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying you should have wanted I'm Ben just, Simmons, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, I, I'm no, just, yeah. After this, I'm just saying. I was saying, like, I, yeah, that's the only thing that could explain it. Like, I think that that's what they did. I really do. That they were trying to win. Maybe they thought they could compete. That's the and they only probably thing that thought there would this. at least be a market for. I mean, even if they wanted to trade Oladipo, they probably thought they could do yeah. better. And they're probably just was. You were right, Danny. They they nobody wanted them. You know. So I know you you were on the pod last week. I'm sorry. We we felt bad. We we're like you're like. There's no way this guy doesn't get us a first round pick. And just to see sure. them. Well, even for us, I mean, I was shocked because I was like, at least well, we'll get I think, something. I think, I think it's because also, like, it's not just the injury history and, like, the decline a little bit, but it's the fact that it's, it could be a rental, right? Because yeah, it was. Like, yeah, he just wants to go yeah. to here next, right? Yeah, so, so like, if, if you trade for him, it's like, why are we going to give up a pick if this guy's going to leave us and he has injury history, right? So it, it just said that they couldn't, Taylor, you're saying that they did him a solid by going to Miami, but, like, if there was an asset for them to get, Houston's not going to give them. They got more for PJ Tucker. They got a better asset for PJ Tucker than they did for Oladipo. If there was an asset to get, like I'm sure Houston would have gotten it. There just wasn't an asset to get. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's just the Rockets. Rockets fans, so they're not they're not bummed that they didn't get like Levert and Allen. Like they're not like thinking like, oh, we should pay Allen eighty to hundred million to be our center and see how he does with it. I think they're more like, man, if we could have. Is this really the best we could have done in hindsight? And like, I mean, is, I hate is the it, picks. Is, I mean, that's is, it I like it. Yeah. is it Simmons? Is it Simmons? Is it is it the Ben Simmons? Well, one? Some, I feel some like that would... Rockets fans think Simmons wouldn't have done anything either. They just think like, oh, you know, they would have just been, you know, a five to eight type yeah. team. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, it's better. It, w- it would be better than this. You, I still, you, you still would have. I don't know why everyone likes to. Everyone just likes to start over, right? I hate that feeling of starting yeah. over. It's like when you start over, it takes like it takes like a decade. Like it, it takes forever, like to get back to where you want to be. Like you don't want to be rebuilding. Yeah. And it's yeah, tough because man. like the players, that the players that are on your team now, like John Wall, like is he gonna stay for this rebuild? You know, like is this, is this, a, is this a guy you're gonna want for a rebuild? So it's kind of well, tough. yeah. Well, I mean, they, I'd love to have him, but like if he's. It's just going to be, is he going to want to be here? Are they going to be able to trade him next year or the year after? Well, that, that's more the question. Too. Can, yeah, can you even trade him? Is that even possible? Yeah, that, that's the bigger question. Man, uh, yeah, man, it's a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer we couldn't get more, but I mean, like, we already sucked. I mean, like, I've already, I mean, it's, like, we, we, like we su- it's not like it, we suck more now. Yeah. You know, it's like we already sucked, like, as much we, we, as like, We've hit on the cool. Houston side of it. Maybe we should go on the Miami side on, like, what Oladipo can give to Miami. Like, does he even help? Like what? what I think where do you so. see him? Fi- where do you see him fitting? He fits like, is, well. he a, is, is, is he a starter? He's got to be right. But who do you who do you not start? I guess hero. Bring hero off the bench. Hero, hero. Yeah, so hero, hero, and Dragic are off the bench now, right? Or yeah, it- or or maybe if they want to bring Old Depot off the bench, I mean they could. I don't know if that's what he'd want, but mm-hmm. you know, Old Depot, he's not a bad defender. He's a good defender. Him and Miami's, Butler, Miami's and, a yeah. deep team now, right? You still have Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. You just got Trevor Ariza. You still have Iguodala there. And yeah, Bams there. So it's they're yeah, they're it's a team scary. You, yeah, you they're in that top four. Of. Yeah, they're in that top four now. Where it's like there's four teams in the East who can probably win it, and they're definitely maybe they're like the third or fourth best team. But I mean, you don't want to play the Heat in the playoffs. 
Yeah, I agree. I think the Miami Heat have taken steps. And and I do think, you know, where Victor Oladipo does bring at least some answers is uh, at times the the Miami Heat players, I think offensively can be really inconsistent. They kind of be streaky. <laughs> and so I feel like sometimes you don't know where their offense is going to come from. Sometimes like Drogic has been games and he doesn't play. Then Hero like disappears and then Duncan Robinson disappears and then Jimmy Butler has big games and then Bam disappears. Like it's just so inconsistent. So to to get well, maybe an he, offensive he, player, he, he's just yeah. he's just gonna join the list of inconsistent guys though. There's there's, there's, there's like one, there's like one consistent guy and that's Bam. You know, well at least you have like a bunch of inconsistent guys. So if there's if one inconsistent guy isn't playing well, at least one another yeah. one might yeah that's might be and playing that, well. <laughs> so I guess that's that's how he can help them. He's just yeah, but he can easily get he can get them yeah. 20, 30 points a game pretty easily. Like yeah. maybe more consistently than Tyler Hero can, but then he takes pressure off all those other guys too. Where yeah, maybe he makes Robinson and Hero play better, right? So yeah, I mean this is this is a tryout, right? Because he says he wants to play in Miami. So I mean, if he plays yeah. well, they'll they're the front runners to sign him. All right, let's let's move on here to maybe two smaller trades, but pretty significant just because it does impact two contenders. First of all, let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks. They have traded Rajon Rondo. To the Clippers for Lou Will, uh, fellas. It, it seems like this has been a long time coming. I think the Clippers um, and even some of the issues they had last year. It seemed like Lou Will was kind of on the the other side of that issue against like PG. Um, and then what happened in the bubble in Atlanta with, with the hot wings and the bubble. I think was problematic. And and so I feel after that the the Clippers just kind of soured on Lou. And I think they were just waiting for the yeah. right opportunity to make a move. And you know after Rajon what he did in the bubble last year and the leadership he brought to the team. I do think that that is what the Clippers are like, Hey, that's what we need. We need that tough mind. Uh, the tough mindedness of a player like that, a guy who's smart, who knows basketball. And as much as he got a sweet contract from the Hawks, he wasn't doing much there at all. So what do you all think this means for, for the Clippers and the Hawks? I'm just happy for Lou Williams, you know, man, guy who just made it out throughout the league just to get to go up, go back home. Goes back to the ATL, and uh, he still get his wings he all still day. Can get, he still can get his wings. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Lewis has not been the same guy, right? Like he just no, feels like he's. No. It seems like he's like yeah. he's just not the same guy he was like a year and a half. I, I mean, he still can. Yeah, he still good. can get get you points. I, I think he'll be a decent fit for Atlanta. But on on uh, Atlanta's end, this is a win. Like you get Lou Williams for uh, a. For is Ray it a Rondo, win? Who, I think so because you trade Rajon Rondo. Who, yeah, Rajon Rondo, who really, who really, who really hasn't played for you at all this year, who's only averaging three points, and get a guy who's going to be more productive, and you get two second round picks on the Clippers end. I get why you're doing it, right? You you needed another playmaker, but I feel like it's a trade based on things that they suck at because they've done th- like based on past previous mistakes. You tr- you decided to play Lu- to pay Luke Kennard instead of getting a point guard, right? And Luke Kennard hasn't sure. panned out. Sure. You know, so your your best player isn't a vocal leader, and you wish he would be a vocal leader, but he's not. So you needed to get another guy who could be a vocal leader in Rajon Rondo, but you're also getting a guy who doesn't play well in the regular season, and you're kind of basing it on a what if, like if he really is this playoff guy who's really going to help us in the playoffs because that's what he's known for. Well, he is. Yeah, he is um, a playoff guy. Like yeah, he's proven yeah, it over and, and, and over and again. We, we, we and we've seen it though, but you're also taking the risk of the fact that like. He's also a guy who's not. He only averaged like three points. Yeah, and but then they don't, he also I mean, gets like, hurt. He he he. Well, and what he was Lou Williams doing for him? Lou Williams wasn't doing anything yeah. for him. Like, no, but you're 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 trading. You're also trading assets for it. I just feel like 
This is the best you second round pick. Who cares? No, you trade him a bunch of like fifty. But was there was was, was there a better playmaker available? Like why couldn't it's just more so like yeah who's really they, they don't have money I, I feel no like assets. you're you're ha- you're having to do this because you didn't do well in the off season you know well yeah like, I, I do get, I do think yeah that's yeah true. I do think there was someone better out there I, I do think they just went with Rondo because I think it was Rondo was on their mind even from the off season and they yeah. couldn't afford him and they made other moves and so I feel like they did pivot to that I get what they why why they are doing it. Uh, but I do think um, <laughs> was there someone better? Like who could? Yeah, have I mean the, the, the next guy that we're going to talk about, George Hill. I George think would have been a yeah. So I think that that might have been a good pickup for them in terms of even How much size. Is, are they, are they, are they, do they the salaries match though? Like I don't know what like the different salaries are for those guys. Like I, I mean, like I think but, Rondo and Lou Williams match pretty pretty well. Yeah, but so I just don't know. Uh, it's, not, it's not like it's not like Rondo's. Uh, you're you're having to pay Rondo again next year, right? Yeah, and but I they think, want. They need a point guard. Like, that's they, what they need. need one. They need a point guard but so bad. But, but he's not a guy who he plays like twenty minutes a game or even less than you know. So it's not. It's he does, it's but tough. he could play more. You never know. Like well, I mean, he's not, he actually, he's not playing with Trey Young. Rondo yeah. actually makes. Uh, Rondo actually makes a little bit less, but you could. It's it's by two million. So I think okay. you actually could have made it work because Lou will. I think Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta was under the cap. That's why. I think Atlanta was under the cap. Lou, Lou Williams is at a million, so you you would you're like a million dollar uh, million dollars off from George Hill Taylor, so not too far here. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, I, I mean, obviously they're similar, but Rondo's like the 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 better high. You know, maybe he's a little more risky, but I mean, he literally pretty much won the Lakers. Oh yeah, like no, you know, Ron, like Rondo's ceiling year, right? is better than is better than George Hill's. I think George he's Hill's pr- more consistent. He could fit. Getting. He's smart. You know, maybe he could really but, be good for like for Kawhi but, and for Paul. But George. I also I also want to say like it wasn't like it was a given by anybody, even Laker fans. Even while we were watching Rondo be good for us, we were like, "Damn, Rondo is playoff Rondo. And we can count on him." Like that wasn't ever like a thought <laughs> in our minds. Yeah, you know? no. Until game two, game two against yeah. the Rockets, he just became a different guy, and then he yeah. it just lasted the whole playoffs. I, I just yeah. think that's that's a dangerous thing to assume. I, I do yeah. think because even, even even if you ask me as a Laker fan, like if but like if if, if I had Rondo this if I had Rondo this year, would I trust him to do the same thing? I don't know if I'd trust him to do the but, same. thing. But if you're if you're the Clippers, do you think you have a better chance to win a championship with Lou Williams or with Rajon Rondo? And I think it's well, easy. I think, I, Rondo, I well, you have a better chance to win it all with Rondo. But, That's but what I, I think. I do, I, but I think that the things that are not accounted for is is the I think it's the leadership and kind of the things that are maybe not measured on the court, like the IQ, the intellect, yeah, yeah. and I think yeah. those things are really why they're going all in. So yeah. I, it makes sense. I mean, we can. And Lou Williams it. was not fitting that team. Like he just was not the same guy. Like yeah, and they, and if they have Kennard and they have like Morris who can score and do some of these things off the bench or whatnot. Then you just don't need Lou Williams as much, especially if he can't if he can't defend to the level they want to defend. And then he he's very inconsistent. He miss he's just not scoring like he was like like when he was six man. Yeah, I, I agree. think he'll be re reinvigorated with this uh, Clipper team though. Like he's he's gonna have control of the second unit. He's probably gonna make um, start him. Just start him. Yeah, just, yeah they might start him. That's what I was about to him, say. Yeah. They might start Give him. him oh, really? Yeah, let him. They have no play. point guard. Maybe. Why they not? Have no well, point. Pat, Pat Bev, but yeah, go ahead. They really come off the bench. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they might even think about that. Like, let's put Bab- Pat Beverly off the bench. Yeah. Oh my gosh, these guys are going to get in fights in the, in practice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. They got a fun. They got a. They got a, that one, a fun team for sure. And I and I guess Jose, we're we're going to have to go back to hating Rondo. It was it was fun while it lasted, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
He still has a he still has a, a special place. I mean, even watching <laughs> Dwight Howard today, Dwight Howard yeah. um, trying to punk the Lakers, I kind of was yeah. laughing at the whole time. I was time. like, even I was like, bro, this guy's so annoying. But when he was annoying it, for us, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 I wasn't, I was enjoying it. I was like, oh, I miss Dwight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's great in that Nuggets series. So you're like, man, yeah. like I have good, I just have good memories of him. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're, let's move on to that guy we just talked about. Philadelphia is acquiring George Hill. For Tony Bradley, Terrence Ferguson, and two future second-round picks, um, Austin Rivers also went to OKC as part of a three-way deal. Uh, yeah, it's it's just really funny that Austin Rivers' his own dad didn't want him, so now they're sending him off to OKC <laughs> where, where there's nobody. Uh, but Philly got OKC. He got, he's got the son-in-law. I'd rather have the son-in-law, Seth. Uh, he's, he's way yeah. more, you know. He, he's, uh, re- remember he's, that. Hey, but remember, it's not a. Uh, Doc Rivers running that team. It's uh, Daryl yeah. Morey, so maybe Daryl Morey has more experience than Austin Rivers. That's what he gets. What Rivers gets for underachieving yeah. in the playoffs last year. Morey's like, yeah. I'm going to take you away and send you to OKC. Yeah, but we'll, yeah, maybe <laughs> it's like you're the son I never had <laughs> to Seth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so OKC's George Hill is now a Philadelphia 76er. Uh, I, I think obviously that this came in realization that they likely were not going to get Kyle Lowry anymore. But what do you think about Philly getting George Hill here, uh, getting a point guard? I think, I think it's helpful. It, 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 it helps. It is helpful, yeah. yeah. It, but it's also kind of like, I'm trying to remember the last good George Hill season. You know, I feel like he's kind of just been like a, a consistent, like, you know. He, he was pretty okay. No, he was good with the Bucks. He was good with the Bucks. He became okay. a better shooter. Okay. Yeah, he just started like, okay. he was just like so great from three. Um but maybe it, it was because he was with the Bucks that you're like, well, you know, was they're kind of boring. Like, <laughs> so you, the, yeah, Sixers, yeah, maybe. the Sixers could have got like Lowry or someone. It's sort of like, hey, okay, it's cool. You kept your guys, but I mean, George Hill's, I mean, he's not going to be, a, I don't, he could be a somewhat of a difference maker, but it's going to come down to, you know, is Embiid going to be healthy yeah. and, you know, can they play like they were, like they, how they are, right? So. If anything, George Hill doesn't I, hurt your team, so I think yeah, that's, fine. that's what I was gonna say. I think if anything, it's good because it allows Ben Simmons to play off ball. So I'm interested to see how Ben Simmons looks uh, off the ball. And George Hill, like he he is a boring kind of not flashy guy, but I think to to what we mentioned earlier when we were talking about uh, the Clippers and Rondo, I mean George Hill is gonna give you that consistent kind of boring guy <laughs> where you don't have to worry yeah, too much about him yeah. making mistakes, you know. I don't even know if he plays off ball though, Danny, because he's not really a playmaking point guard. He's more of a defensive, um, shoots knockdown threes kind of guy. So I think it's gonna bring give Ben Simmons more of the ball at times, and it's gonna give more I spacing. So. It's gonna give more spacing. But he loves, uh, he's a good point guard defender, and he's gonna be like when Joel Embiid gets these double teams. When any of these guys get double teams, he'll be a guy that's gonna be able to knock down those shots. Same thing with like. I mean, Seth Curry's there too. He's more of a knockdown shooter. But if Seth Curry's not playing well on defense, they're 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 just able to bring George Hill in there for him. All right. Well, let's move on here. Th- those were all the trades, uh, fellas, that that were sort of major today. Uh, but before we close the pod here, I, I want to talk about some noteworthy things that did not happen um, in the trade deadline, and still talk about two potential buyout candidates here. Let's first talk about these guys. There was a lot of talks about them possibly leaving their teams. Uh, let's start with Harrison Barnes and John Collins. They did not move. We, we talked about them in our trade preview podcast, but they stayed with their teams. Any any thoughts on that? It just seems for me that both of the Kings and the Atlanta Hawks, particularly the Hawks, they've been playing way better basketball. They went in that winning streak. Um, I think the, the, the Kings have also you know, learned how to maybe gel more. 
And it seems like both teams are just trying to run it back and trying to see what they can do for the rest of the season without tearing it up. And then maybe they'll revisit this in the off season. Uh, but those guys are staying with their teams. I just thought that I thought there'd be, I thought some of those guys would get traded. I mean, I was like convinced like Barnes, maybe Lowry, Lowry did the peace sign, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll get to Lowry and Lonzo right now in a second, but anything with HB and uh, John Collins, any maybe or? they just, maybe Barnes. I mean, the, the, the Hawks have been so good recently with, with McMillan. Like they've been, I think the eight of the last nine they won, they won eight in a row. So maybe they're thinking, hey, we're gelling, we're playing really well, we're a playoff team. Let's just let's keep it together. And you know, maybe they think they could do a sign and trade in the off season, or maybe they think maybe they can resign them. Maybe like, then things change, right? So uh, maybe they just. I don't know what the Barnes. I don't. I don't know why they yeah. they didn't do. It. John Collins is a really good player. Like I don't understand why Atlanta's trying to like get rid of him. I get he's a restricted free agent. You could match him. Like I would focus on him and Trey Young. If build around them instead of trying to get rid of him. Like I get you got Clint Capella. I feel like John Collins and, and uh, Trey Young is is the is the future of your team. I just don't think you should mess that up. And yeah, I don't know. The the Kings are gonna king. You know, I don't I don't know what they, they do sometimes. So like <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe they're they, just waiting guess, for that. they were waiting for that Celtics offer that never came. You know. Yeah. I guess they're just, <laughs> but don't they know that the tra- the the Celtics are always just gonna they're gonna wait for you to make a move, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> waiting on just how Danny rolls. Yeah. But Lonzo Lonzo Ball also stayed with the Pelicans. What do y'all think about that? That was another one where people felt pretty confident, it's particularly because you know there's yeah. there's a lot of young assets that the Pelicans have, like Neil Alexander Walker, uh, that could take over that position. But looks like they're rolling with Lonzo. Yeah, I wanted what? to see him on the Clippers. Yeah, spawns. But I feel like what, what what would be the offer, right? Like, if we saw the offer for Rondo. I don't know how that gets better uh, to get to get Lonzo. I mean, the Bulls were also rumored to be in on it. There was a lot yeah. of conversations. Yeah, he would have been great on the Bulls. Like, he would be cool on the Bulls too, right? With like, I think he would fit that team pretty well. Maybe he'll go there in the offseason. The, off offer, yeah. the offer would be Mark Markinen for him, right? But I don't even know. Oh, I was so worried the Rockets were going to get Markinen. Yeah. And then when they did the trade, I was like bummed that we didn't get Markinen. <laughs> like, <laughs> dang it, we could have got, if we could have got Markinen, that would have been so cool. Yeah, I don't, I mean, they would, but maybe the Pelicans think they can compete for the top 10, right? So maybe, yeah. you know, sometimes they look really good. And he's been out, though. I thought he was only out because they were trying to trade him. But maybe yeah. his hips really hurt and lastly here, Kyle Lowry. I mean, to Taylor's point, he was doing the peace sign yesterday. He was crying, saying bye to everybody at the arena. <laughs> Had Drake on the phone. And at the end of the day, he's just, he's just staying in Toronto. Uh, you know, in the morning, there was three teams after him. It seemed like it was, it was the Sixers, Miami, and then the Lakers popped up as a potential destination. Uh, as we said, eventually, the Philadelphia 76ers were out of the running with with the George Hill acquisition and it came down to the Heat and the Lakers and at the end of the day it seemed like Toronto just wanted a bit too much and the Lakers and the Heat were not willing to meet them there. Kyle Lowry goes nowhere. What did y'all what did yeah, y'all think about that? Crazy. They like Kyle Lowry knew he was playing us this whole time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to resign next year too. He'll just resign. With uh, with the Raptors, Raptor, what a weird season for the Raptors. Maybe being in Tampa Bay and yeah. all that stuff. What a weird year. I thought he would get traded. I think the Lakers should have. They should have done it. But I guess they love. I, I they agree. They love Horton Tucker, right? So they love. And, 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 and Jose explained to me. I don't know if you, Jose, if you want to explain it. You're just saying 
Because because the, the trend would have been I, I, I get, the trade would have been what you're saying, but I just I I disagree with it. But go ahead. But but the trade should have been Schroeder, KCP, and THT, and, and you felt like that it was good for them not to do it, right, Jose? You want to explain why you thought it was? Well, ju- well, just more so. How much better is Shru- is Lowry than Schroeder? I think sure. Lowry is better. I think Lowry is better than Schroeder. They're both unrestricted free agents after after this season, and then now you're gonna give up. KCP, who was arguably your third, third or fourth best player last year in the playoffs, right? Yeah, and he's, he's going to be guarding. He's going to be guarding these wings in the playoffs, and then now you're going to have to give another guy who you're you're high on, who is a prospect, who's actually played decently for you. Now in this, and I feel like the Lakers have this window of like ten games where they have to try to eke out wins before AD and LeBron get back, right? Getting Kyle Lowry for those ten games, minus those three guys, you're you're bringing Kyle Lowry in to kind of, and he doesn't know the system. You're losing three guys along the way. I just feel like you would probably lose a lot of those games as well. I just didn't think. I just think the Lakers just need to kind of survive, survive this period of sure. like uh, sure. these guys are not injured. You guys are still the favorites. If these guys are healthy, you guys are still the favorites. Even before all these things happened, Schroeder played well with LeBron and AD. So. Uh, I just think they just have to get healthy. And I think they knew the asking price and they didn't want to go over the asking price. And I think it's fine. I, I, I get that Lowry is a I'm better with you, player than, than Schroeder. I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you. I still thought they should have done it, but like, that's a good explanation, right? Because they, still, they still want to have that depth. I mean, although THG's not really playing right now. Like, why is he not getting minutes like with LeBron out? He's a defensive he's, he's liability. A big, yeah, he's a oh, big really? defensive liability. Yep. Yeah, There's so many times where he'll... he'll, he'll uh, a guy gets open for a three, he'll get it's it's always his mistake. This is bad. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's that that's the thing there. But I feel like you're losing a lot of depth in the next ten games, and it's kind of like it's going to be tough for them to win games. With these guys, I think they just got to survive. Yeah, I had mixed feelings about it. I mean, for me, I just because THD is also up for a contract extension here, and someone could offer him something. So we might even lose him unless we're willing to pay him. Yeah. And to me, if, as if much it, as he's, if it was if it was Terrence Davis alongside with Kyle Lowry, then yeah, like give up THT, you know, like oh, or really? even Matt <laughs> Terrence Davis. I mean, he got traded for like a second round pick to the Kings. Like, yeah, like, it, Lakers could have done why, that, that today. Yeah, no, that's what no, I'm saying. That's like, what I'm saying. Do Just throw like something that? in. Yeah, no, like another another crazy. depth piece yeah i yeah. got you because you're training three guys yeah for one yeah because i think that because i i was even willing to do it just because yeah i think tht is a liability on defense that's why we don't play him as much as you and we would like to whether it's an open three or cut to a basket it's like always his fault and he just kind of looks around and looks lost on d to your point he just doesn't fit our timeline like we need to win now and kyle lowry i think helps us win now and with lebron like that's always it and and i felt yeah, they could have like, resigned him too they could have resigned yeah. lowry and even if we didn't resign him, it's like, okay, now we have cap room. Let's go get some guys or whatever we can do. Let's maneuver. Because yeah. I think for me, it's like KCP and Schroeder, they're good. They're fine. But if the, if the goal is to win now, which it always is with LeBron teams, like that's just what you got to do. And, and so for me, I, I do think the Lakers miss an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm not particularly happy about it. Yeah. And, and I think the thing that does worry me, and, and, I, and, and I've been mentioning this throughout the podcast, when I look at the Blazers, when I looked at the Clippers, when I look at the Nuggets, they all got better. And I just feel like the Lakers stayed the same. And so, I, yeah, I mean, I'll still take the Lakers over them with a healthy LeBron and AD, but that is a concern for me. I can, see, I, can see, I can see what you're saying there. I mean, THC doesn't fit the timeline, but I do think Schroeder does. So sure, I just think sure. they just, they just got to get healthy. I mean, and, I, you know, I, like, I and Schroeder, Schroeder might be better. Out. 
And Shooter might be better, like, long-term, like, three, four years. But I, I guess my question is, like, what helps us win this year? Yeah, I, I get it. Is that Lowry or is that Shooter, you know? Yeah. I want AD to come back soon so everyone can f- realize how much better James Harden is than Anthony Davis. Because I want Anthony Davis <laughs> to have to, like, try to, like, lead that Laker team and just be like, oh, yeah, Harden's, he's never been the same, like, stratosphere as Harden. But Look, he'll all never win MVP. That's all I care about. He'll never win MVP. <laughs> Anthony Davis will never win MVP. You're right. That's true. No, 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 no. After right. what Harden did. Look, look, look at the Rockets. They're in shambles now. Come on. All and, right, and well, then that's why he should be MVP. He's yeah, he's got a two case for what he did to the Rockets and what he's doing with the Nets by himself, literally by himself. James Harden just spreading COVID everywhere, disregarding his teammates and protocols. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about two guys that are buyouts here. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge and Andre Drummond. There was no offers for these two guys, but as you think about them, I mean, where do you all think these guys are going? Where do you think they make sense? Where do you think they fit? Lamarcus, let's start with Lamarcus Aldridge here. Or if you want to talk about both here in the same kind of breath. And, and, and maybe I'll start here. You know, as a Laker fan today, I was wondering, like, is there... I mean, I know you guys crapped on me last pod about my, my takes on Drummond. But I'm not, right sure, I'm not sure that I wouldn't want L.A. in L.A. over Drummond. I, I, what if we made Jose's dream come true? Like, Jose, would you be mad? <laughs> what, do, what do you think? Let's go with you first. Like if you um, if, if the Laker if you're a Laker if you're if you're Palinka if you had to pick one of these two guys like who who would you take here? Well, currently for this team, what this team need they probably need to jump in more. But if Anthony Davis is playing currently, who fits better next to Anthony Davis? I feel like Lamarcus Aldridge could fit better as far as like a guy who could play in the post. No, 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 no cop out answer. Who would you, who would you want? Who do you want? I'll take playoff Drummond. run. We're trying to win the title. You taking Drummond? I'll still? take Drummond. I'll take I'll take Drummond. Um, okay. I think. The the east west lateral movements of uh, Lamarcus Aldridge is not that great when he's guarding when he has to go play high pick and rolls. That's those are the things that are tough. I do think um, Drummond has his limitations as well. But as far as like cleaning up the glass, I think that he's going to really help us with that. Um, but if if who who fits well with AD, I feel like Lamarcus plays just interchange. You know, like um, well AD can play out, so like you could yeah. like. So that's why Drummond and can the, fit. And, and, yeah. and the other way around, too. So like, I'd rather Taylor. have Drummond. I'd rather have Drummond. But it sounds like Aldridge is going guess, to the I guess, yeah, I guess you have a, a, a lob threat with LeBron. So I think it's something to be to value if you, if you, you know, get Drummond. So Ole, you know, Olenek going to the Rockets, you got to think like Aldridge is going to the Heat, right? Makes sense. Like That would just be a spot. They got rid of you know, sort of this big. Here comes Aldridge coming in there. Drummond, I saw that's he's a, linked, a he's linked to like He's linked to like six or seven teams, like so. It's yeah, kind of right, fascinating. Right now, like, what's he gonna do? The ran- the ones right now are the, are the Celtics that that have popped up, and, and the Knicks. And the Knicks is mainly a financial one where they can not only pay him now, <laughs> but they could pay him possibly in the future. I saw with, the with I saw the, the Lakers, the Hornets. Um, he's considering the Nets. He's also considering. Oh, I think there was like another team there, where it's like okay, he could go to a lot of different spots. I was kind of hoping he'd go to a team like the Lakers, like the Nets, because I want to see what he looks like on, like a contender, team. right? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see like, but if he goes and he goes, hey, I'm gonna go play for the Celtics, or I'm gonna go play for you know the Hornets because I want to do this. That's fine too, you know. If he can help lead that team and you know maybe kind of elevate them a little bit, you can see that. But that'll be fascinating to see what he does. Well, let's predict with it. Let's predict with these two guys. All right. So if you had to choose right now, Lamarcus Aldridge, where where is he going? 
It's yeah, I think it's like ninety nine percent chance he's going to the Heat. I, so, I heard yeah. a story. I heard a story that he uh, when he signed with the Spurs, he took a trip. He took a visit to Miami with Pat Riley, and then was really impressed. Even though Miami didn't have any cap space to sign him, he just took the trip. To see him <laughs> just, and, I'm just gonna go visit. Him for yeah, he didn't like the Lakers. Yeah, he didn't. he didn't like the Lakers pitch. He talked about uh, Riley talked about you know playing together as a team and whatnot, and that's why he chose the Spurs. So, I mean. Now I get to play with a team like Miami, who's really all about team ball. So, All right. So it looks like, yeah, I think all of us are, are on the same page. Are we think he's going to the Heat. Andre Drummond. I think he'll go to the Lakers. That was, that was my guess. And I'm changing okay. my guess. I know I said the Nets last week, but I think he's going to go to the Lakers. The Washington I think, Wizards. I, no. no <laughs> I, I, actually think, I actually think he's going to go get paid and go to the Knicks. That's like a Drummond thing to do. I don't think this dude cares about where he plays. I just think it's he just, likes. It's just so crazy I to feel think like he's gonna Knicks, go to. I think he's gonna go to the Knicks. Doesn't fit the Knicks though, right? Like they have Noel you know, and, Taylor, and Robinson. If, it, like, if they have money, I don't, I don't know if this man cares. I'm telling you. No, but I mean, like, Taylor, why would the, the Knicks? None won? of none of the none of the Knicks players fit the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they just Courtney bring a bunch of guys that don't fit. E- they don't fit each other. Yeah. They just play yeah. well. No, together. that's not true. We're watching them win this year. They're they had just had a great comeback victory today. The Knicks right. are exciting. Like they're great. T- they're a fun team. Julius right. Randle is like you know. Settle down. We know you're the president of the Tom Thibodeau fan club. Settle down. <laughs> all right. I mean, they haven't been the president in twenty years, and this year, like they. But you guys are all still aren't happy. For, it's still not good enough for you guys. Danny, I'll say the Lakers. I'm hoping. So you're with Lakers? All right. All right. So two Lakers and Knicks. We'll, we'll see what happens here, fellas. Well, I'm excited to see the next half of this NBA season. Fellas, I know that I know that it's kind of weird to think about, but we're, we're like about four to five weeks away from the playoffs. It's going to happen fairly quick here because we're in a shortened season. So I, I do want to... When's the lottery? To... When's the lottery, guys? That's all Let's I care see. about. When's the NBA lottery? <laughs> 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 Yeah. I'm like one of those fans now. It's like, oh, I can't wait. To, can't so wait sad. for the lottery. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. I don't know if there's a date yet. Quite get, yet. Get that in my calendar. No, I want to close. Guys. Yeah. I want to ask you guys a quick question. Maybe rapid fire. Like the Raptors, they're still 11th. Do you guys think the Raptors make the plan? No, I don't. No, you're giving up on them. Finally, are are we giving up on our darling NBA team here? Are you I mean, finally they ready? They could, but they just lost to the Rockets. Like the Rock, that's the team the Rockets beat. I have no, I have no hope or no faith in them at all. So, and they just lost Powell. I don't know. I don't think that helps them. All right. So you're giving up on the Raptors, Jose? Are you giving up on the Raptors yet? Oh man, I'm gonna say yes. They'll yeah. overtake the Pacers. They'll overtake the Pacers. Oh, so you think they're gonna make the? You're gonna make the plan? Okay. So you haven't given up on them. You're still there. Oh, you gave up on the Pacers, Jose. You think the Pacers, the Pacers no good? Yeah. Well, One thing looking, I learned is to not give up know. on the Pacers. <laughs> I mean, the Pacers, they were really good. Now they dropped to nine. They just lost TJ Warren for the rest of the year. I mean, he's already been out, but like... Yeah. And I, I hear they're not, they're not liking their coach as much anymore. I hear there's some rumblings there. Wait, is that true, oh, Danny? Man. They yeah. liked the coach last year. Oh, my. It sounds like they got... Maybe they got, they got some difficult guy. Maybe it's like not a good culture. Who knows? Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Well, fellas, thanks again for for tuning in to help me react to the NBA trade deadline. Thank you all to our listeners for making time to listen. As always, we would appreciate you following us on social media. We are on Twitter at FirstPickNBAPod. That's first with a 1ST. Also, if you're on Twitter and you're seeing a lot of James Harden rocket uh, propaganda, that's not me and Jose, that's Taylor. (laughs) What? No, come on. And... uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> and we're also on Instagram at with the first pick podcast. That's also first with a one ST. Thanks again for tuning in and we will talk to you all next time.